kaboom! And wherever you are, whenever you are, and however you happen to be listening, we're so glad you've chosen to tune in to DLC. Especially if you're one of our geeks in sneaks using this podcast to power you through a workout or a run. We're going to be with you in your ear holes for 90 plus minutes of gaming goodness because DLC is your downloadable commentary for the week. Delivered the way we love it to be, and that is completely free. Thanks to our sponsor this week, Squarespace. Squarespace! Squarespace brings the show to you. Of course, the show is all about games in their many forms. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles. Also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Kanata. That's spelled with two N's and one T. And I am joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host, slash nemesis. The guy who's feeling that Game 7 vibe, Mr. Christian Spicer. Hello, Christian. Yes, as we are recording, it is Game 7 of the NLCS. Hello, Jeff. Hello, listeners. If you're in the U.S., have you voted yet? You can. Uh, You can already have voted. Do you have your plan to vote? I have voted. My ballot, California tracks it. It was received. And I hope that you have voted or made your plan to vote. Get out there, get it done, and use your voice. Feels really good to vote. Oh, uh, I almost, man. Christian, I almost uh, I almost did a, um, the guy who uh, lives in the town that is now the, the going to the World Series, and uh, I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to jinx it. Well, but you I was, did I was anyway about because the bases jinx- were loaded and Muncie just struck out. So thank you. Oh, I, I appreciate it to end the ouch. inning. So we're good. I'm not watching the game. By the time people listen to this, the game will be over. It, nothing matters. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hope that uh, you're able to watch and participate in the show at the same time. But if you now, aren't. My parting gift. Is, oh, sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. If you aren't, that's okay, because we have an awesome guest with us this week, and we got lots to talk about. You know the DLC always stands for your downloadable Kanata and your downloadable Christian, but this week I'm excited because DLC stands for Dual Shocker Living in Chicago, because direct from Chicago, we have the video manager at DualShockers.com, Mario Rivera, joining us for the first time. Hey, Mario. Oh man, that that I was excited to see what you came up with, and boy was I so blown away! Thank you so so much, Jeff. That means a lot. <laughs> My pleasure. I was delighted to have you, man. Uh, it's a it's an exciting time of year. It's exciting. Uh, we got lots of things to talk about. Some new hardware to talk about. Uh, oh, man, yeah. I'm so excited. And you've been doing a lot lately. You've been um, you've been all over the place, uh, appearing on on shows. You were on uh, kind of funny recently. You've been having a, a pretty good month. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, it's funny because it literally, it's kind of funny. Uh, it <laughs> came out of purely just making an attempt to reach out and support go. my community in some small form or fashion at, with a 4 a.m. tweet. Now that I look back at it, I was like, what was I doing at 4 a.m.? Uh, but ultimately, I wrote this tweet out to Greg Miller, kind of funny, everybody in the group to basically say that, hey, you know, I am Mario. I work at Dual Shockers uh, as their video manager at their YouTube channel. And basically, if you need any Latino voices for your channel for uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, let me be possibly be considered. Um, as someone who's still very small <laughs> in such a small pool of things, uh, I, you know, didn't know what would happen. And of course, luckily, the community of kind of funny, the best friends, they, they lifted me up, they lifted up my spirits and they, they gave me a platform to then show off to the guys, which then they then reached out and decided like, 
not just a one-off appearance, but what if we did a whole week of content with other Hispanic creators? And so I've, I mean, it's been a week. The week is over. This is actually like my swan song. I the dream is not over. Hopefully I passed this point, <laughs> but ultimately, but ultimately to allow to even be considered this inspiration for this week as still numbing and mind blowing. Um, the fact that I have that honor to then kick it off with kind of funny. And then later I obviously opened my mouth one more time and IGN heard me. And then I was on podcast beyond for the PlayStation uh, podcast that they have there on their YouTube channel. And now here I am talking to uh, someone who I've been following for so long and Christian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're delighted to have you. And uh, I'm, I, I think, you know, you're absolutely uh deserve it. And, and hopefully this is just the beginning of uh, people seeing lots more of you all around. And, um, you know, it's uh, it, I think it's a testament to actually reaching out, right? Actually doing the thing. Just 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 give it a shot. There's no, nothing to lose. I think my whole life, I'm one of those people that always felt like, ah, they don't want to be bothered. Oh, I'll just stay, you know, stay quiet and, you know, reach out, do the thing, make, make yourself heard. Just give it a shot. The, the worst someone can say is no. And uh, I think that's a, I think it's a great lesson learn from that yeah no absolutely i especially when it comes to someone that you look up to or someone you feel like is important in your life i think that even if they don't see it you know don't worry it's okay you you voiced your opinion you voiced it out there obviously in the nicest way possible don't go bugging people right but at, at the same time it very much is just just trying to feel your like what your niche and what your void is and basically see if you can help facilitate that like in my case where i feel like there wasn't a lot of places where we were able to be heard as Latinos in certain areas in the gaming culture. So it was very much me as like, Hey, why not me as someone right. who has been now doing this? And honestly, and again, I say, why not me, even though this is actually my one year anniversary working in the games media uh, with dual shockers. My very first event of course was working uh, a video, uh, basically a live event with uh, WWE. So it's, it, it worked both passions of both my wrestling passion and my video game stuff, which was awesome. Got nice. to meet Ric Flair. Oh, wow. Woo. Yeah. Woo, exactly. Uh, <laughs> put that photo on my Tinder profile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, now leading into literally my anniversary to have this happen, to have all these different things happen to me, to, you know, Twitch. I got a Twitch affiliate this week. It's been it's been crazy. But again, well, congratulations. I, uh, we're, yeah. we're glad to have you. And like I said, hopefully it's just the beginning. But let's uh, let's kick off the show the way we always do with Story of the Week. Story of the week, it's the story of the week. Story of the week, it's the story of the week. Story of the week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happened in the world of games this week. You can always submit stories for our consideration by sending us an email to dlcfeedback at gmail.com or by visiting our subreddit, that's 5x5dlc.reddit.com or by checking out our Discord. Become part of the community on Discord. Uh, 5x5 DLC over there as well. Cool folks hanging out. Great community. I urge you to join. But Mario, you are our guest, so you get first pick of stories. What would you consider to be your story of the week? I I think the story of the week for me, and this is becoming from like an origin of what my roots are. Uh, when I first semi-worked in the games industry, I was working as a GameStop employee. And I, that's actually how I got some major opportunities actually to go to E3 one year. And I met you actually that one time, which was pretty cool. But the thing, the thing I thought was interesting about this week was them being able to earn revenue from the digital sales now. Um, yeah. Which from what I understood from my time being there, 
we were losing money. That's <laughs> right. I understand when it came to any digital sales and it was always to push other things and the pro card, the, you know, the, the, the warranties and stuff like that. Like that was where the money was. It wasn't in the digital space to, for, for me to like, say like, this might be something that helps them in the long run and at least continues that half-life that they have. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. As something that, you know, we, 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 every year there's always that prediction of like, okay, is this the year? Is this the year that <laughs> they're finally going to have like, the blockbuster effect of it disappearing. Yeah. And if this prolongs it and it's, it's something as they can grow from, then I, I think that's why I found interesting specifically about this is like what their plan is for the next generation. Yeah. With, at least on the Xbox side. It'll be interesting to see if this delays the inevitable or turns the ship around. You know, if this is yeah. the, the way that they are, stay solvent and, and alive in, in the next generation. Um, but what you're referring to, of course, is this report from uh, a company named Domo Capital Management that basically says that GameStop has entered, in a, to, entered into a new partnership with Microsoft uh, that says that every Xbox Series S or X that is sold at GameStop, any GameStop location, they have over 4,000 still operating inside the United States, any of the consoles that are sold inside of GameStop will get GameStop itself will get a portion of the downloadable sales, the digital video game sales for games that are purchased on that console. So basically what this means is it incentivizes both parties, right? It incentivizes GameStop from Microsoft's point of view, it incentivizes GameStop to sell Xboxes over PlayStations potentially or over anything else because now GameStop has a has a stake in that uh and it incentivizes um it incentivizes Microsoft to continue to put stuff into GameStops right it it incentivizes uh the hardware manufacturer to keep brick and mortar alive because it could potentially allow uh the you know, more sales of their stuff digitally, which is what they want also. Uh, it seems like kind of a win-win, but I wonder if you see any downside, especially as somebody who used to work in GameStop. Do you think that there's a potential dark side to this at all? I mean, in terms of their business revenue, I don't think so. But in terms of the employees and what they have to push, yeah. there's a, there is a possibility. There is this, I mean, when, it, when I used to work there, there was this thing called the circle of life. And it always was with buying a brand new game Getting them to trade it in and making sure to buy and make sure that you resell it for a higher profit. No, um, Mario, I'm sorry. It's um, lions eat zebra. <laughs> that's zebra right. die. Like I don't that's know. Right. How, I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you the link. It's a movie. Um, oh, it is a Elton movie. John. It's a good song. Anyway. Oh, great! Unrelated. I love that. Oh, great. oh my god. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, no a movie no too, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> that that was basically the policy at the time. Now, how they're going to work this in, and if it is like, hey, you know, with every GameStop, you know, subscription that you buy with their, you know, they get the Game Inform magazine. Do you get an incentive, you know, award gift to buy digital content for Xbox? Now, I know that right now their their market. I mean, they used to have it where you get points for everything and you redeem them in store. When obviously a lot of the things that they shouldn't be doing right now. Mm. First, and I've, uh, you know, had some personal instances where I've seen my friends because I used to work in conjunction to a game, like from the same game stuff that I worked from, I saw from the outside and just seeing what they were going through during the first couple months. And it was terrifying and scary. So as this progressed and as these new consoles are, you know, going to be here and more people are going to want to be in these stores and pick these things up and get more content and more stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious how they're going to be pushed on that limit to see like, 
are they incentivized to sell? Like for us, there really wasn't an incentive. It was just a, Hey, if your numbers are not good, that's it. You're you're cut. So, right. so I'm hoping that that's not a greater effect to them. Christian, it's undoubtedly a shrewd move on Microsoft's part to basically make one of the two big consoles that's coming out in November more valuable for GameStop to sell than the other. Uh, I think it's pretty shrewd, but do you think that this is problematic in any way? No. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. Micro, yes. Like, uh, uh, you know, as Mario kind of mentioned, and I've had good experiences at, at GameStop, and I've certainly talked to and engaged with wonderful people who work there. But on the whole, I loathe um, that store. There and the website, I don't think is is great oh, it's either. A, it's atrocious. And the sto- calling for anything or going in, it's just a pain. It's like wading through a graveyard of Funko Pop, and then you can't find what you're looking for because the sh- shelves aren't organized properly. And then when you ask, it's well, you want to, it's like twenty minutes. It's just not. A, it's not a delightful experience for. A but it, it is really the last video game chain, right? It is the last. I, I don't know of another. Maybe I'm just not there's thinking of it. Pop shop. Well, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Last, in Chicago, there's Exchange, which is like a couple locations. But I, again, I don't know how nationwide that is. Obviously, but yeah, you're right yeah. with the GameStop. And personally, what I would say, and I think a lot of people's perspective isn't on this, is when it comes to low income families and how much right. of a resource it is in yes. terms of being able to buy games and trade them back in, and then in terms of like. Just those sales of like the tw- the four for twenty and stuff like that, you know. It, especially people still buy three sixty games for three sixties. Yeah. They still have I, them in the stores, you know. That's what I. That's the point I was trying to make is that I, I think for a lot of people, GameStop is video games. I mean, that's that's the portal into video game culture. That's in the mall, you know. That's the one place. Yeah, and especially when it comes to like with digital sales. That's hopefully going to supplement because I felt like this last generation, it was becoming – I do think it is becoming more apparent that people are buying more digitally, but there are still those fa- those families that don't. So that's why if that can supplement the other, then that keeps GameStop around for those people, and I think that's we're better for it. But like I said, it's all the practices with the workers. That's the part that I'm most concerned about. Yeah. And there are certainly other places to get games that I think are all better consumer experiences. They might not have the variety or maybe the used games in some of those sales, but Best Buy, Target, Walmart um, jump to mind. And I think like the move to digital while problematic, uh, you know, it, it does have its problems. I think the PC space has been that for a decade now for all intents and purposes and PC game are still booming it's not as if um you know there's a a, a decline in pc gaming um and yeah I, I just think as a consumer i think it'll make shopping at gamestop slightly more annoying but i imagine gamestop's had deals like this in the past that we've probably haven't heard about they didn't make the news they certainly incentivize certain things over other things as they try to push maybe it's just based on what they think is going to be popular or not um but in the in the sense that it maybe keeps them open longer and people rely on them to get into gaming, a hobby I love, then I'm all for it. Um, I just hope it's not an unfortunate experience for the employees and people going in trying to uh, buy a PS5. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. On a pure strategic level, I just, I'm, I'm kind of impressed that Microsoft took this, took this move, you know, like it's a pretty, uh, pretty smart tact. I think, I, I don't know. I don't know if it, feels a little uh 
underhanded or, or kind of, uh, I don't want to say immoral. I don't think it is. I, I, it's, I just think it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty clever, pretty clever way to leverage 4,000 retail locations. I mean, who knows? We're in the middle of a pandemic. So I don't know how much foot traffic these 4,000 retail locations are getting right now, but, uh, it's still pretty, uh, pretty interesting move. I think I'm yeah. super curious about the accounting that goes into it because that's like the chain of GameStop getting paid, right? Is like, so I, let's say I bought a series S through GameStop. Every purchase I make on it is a digital. Like when is that, how is that tracked? When is that accounting paid? Is there like a minimum X number of dollars before? I, I love that nitty gritty and I haven't seen that yet. And I'm super sure. curious what, what well, that is. According to this report, it, it includes anything you buy, even any rentals, any movies. Mm-hmm. GameStop gets monies from everything, which is pretty mm-hmm. wild. That is interesting. Yeah. Sorry, Mario. Go ahead. Well, no. Well, I was basically going to say when it comes to in terms of like the way that that I've seen it in my end, uh, when it comes to like buying things on it, like it, it was always those things that we had to push. And I'm glad that this is just something that they'll proceed to have money from. That's all. Yeah. Christian Spicer, what is your story of the week? My story of the week is I want to take a mental picture of right now where we are, uh, and then I want to compare it to the end of, of this generation's life cycle because that is why I love UI. The PlayStation oh, 5 yes. revealed its UI finally. Thank um, you. We've, we've seen a lot of the Xboxes, um, and now the PS5 has revealed its and the simplified kind of cleaner approach and showed off what can happen by pushing the PS button on the controller and all of the shortcuts. And so you don't need to go into the full home menu to kind of get to everything you need. And I, I think it's really slick looking from what I've seen. I, I, I think it's, you know, in, until I go hands on with it, I don't know how intuitive it is. Um, Cause there's always that line of like add and featured and is the thing I want where I want it to be or not. Um, but I, what I'm super curious about is if, or when it changes, cause that is one area where I feel like Microsoft has been very flexible over the years with the Xbox one line of consoles and how much that UI changed. And as far as I can remember that PS4, um, cross media bar has kind of been what it is. And I, I think they're not looking, great as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no. It's like, it is cause it, it just is what it is. It's like, this is my 82 Corolla. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's great that the AC still works. Yay. But it is, yeah, a little cumbersome. And this, I feel like the new one, um, I, I like what they're trying to do with it, I think. But Mario and Jeff, I'm curious what your thoughts are on it from a user perspective. Well, let's just, before we get into what we think about it, let's just kind of uh, summarize the the changes, which is it's it's much more visual, right? I mean, the, the cross media bar has been, uh, text that comes up at the bottom of the screen and you move across it and pull things up. And yeah, there's a few images of games here or there, but mostly it's uh, it's a menu, right? It's a big, long menu. Uh, it's It looks to be the case that this new PlayStation 5 UI is kind of using a card system uh, that highlights what they're calling gameplay opportunities. Uh, it says basically this shows you things you can go back to, things you missed and so on. Uh, it also shows that you can jump directly into levels or challenges that you want to play in certain games. And there's a new picture-in-picture feature that lets you view other parts of the game without leaving the screen or area you're currently in. Um, so, Mario, Christian's question is a good one. What do you make of it? What do you think? Is the more visual thing uh, better, or is it just more for the sake of more? 
It's funny because this whole week I have been nothing but wanting to see what this UI was. And then, of course, in one random day, it just dropped and then we got the state of play for it. So I'm so excited to actually to actually see it. And then what I saw was uh, a card game. Uh, <laughs> very, very <laughs> yeah. much. And you know what? I, lo- I, I love me some card games. The Simpsons card game is still one of my favorite games I've ever played in my life. But yeah, I'm, it, I'm all about card games. Exactly. Um, but when it came to what I saw, at first I was like, yeah, I'm excited for new stuff. But ultimately, when it came to the cards, my feeling was I just, even though they're trying to, cl- it looked like they tried to clean up some stuff with the lower bar with the audio <laughs> function, sorry, but with the audio functions. But when he got to the cards things, it just to me just looked like more of a cluttered mess. And I was terrified by it. Now, granted, a majority of those were like, it looked like for uh, trophies in terms of percentages and stuff like that, which could lead into more information of how to complete those things. That's all well and good. But then there's obviously like the developer notes on the left where I I mean, I'll be honest, I don't read any of those messages that come up when I look at my PS4. Um, Mm. And so for it to be there, I'm just hoping that there is going to be more customization in terms of how I want it to be in terms of removing certain things and just focusing on certain areas. That's just my internal take of it because every year I felt like my love for the PS4 UI had waned, especially up to now where I feel like it is a drag in order to go from one place to the other. Obviously, the the biggest thing for this generation is definitely going to be speed, and I really hope that's all speeded up. I do like the fact that there's games and media. They look like they're separated now in terms of different areas. So if I really want to focus on all my media stuff, it'll be in one specific place. It is now. It's not good. I hope it's better. But when it comes to games, I'm also happy with the fact that it looks like everything is optimized for the game that you're playing and overlays on top of that for the yeah. most part. That's the big key thing that I think is really nice about this UI. Yeah, you're right. I didn't mention that. And that is a, a big part of it is that all of this overlays on top of the game. You never actually leave the game you're playing, yeah. or at least you don't have to leave the game you're playing uh, in order to access all those features. Whereas if you push the the PS button on your your controller now it takes you out of the game and puts you on that blue screen and you're, you know, you're completely in a different place. Yes. Uh, and I do think that could be better uh, and less obtrusive. And, and, you know, oftentimes I'll accidentally hit the PS button or, or even intentionally do it and just be like, um, oh, the, the break away into the other thing just feels so, <laughs> you know, su- such a drag. Um, but so I think I agree with you. I think that is a, a plus. Some of the other stuff though, feels like, we can not ju- not we should you know not sure, we need yes. you know not it is essential not is super improving and now i'm saying all that watching a video once i actually get my hands on this thing and and play with it maybe i'll realize the the genius behind it or something but yeah. for now it, it does feel a bit like hey we've got these super fast hard drives we're able to pop in and out of games we're able to grab data much more quickly look at all the cool whiz bang stuff we can do but from a just a usability perspective, I don't need a picture in picture that shows me a later part of the game I'm already in or a different part of the game I'm already in. Like none of that seems useful to me now as I anticipate it. But maybe there will be some application that I'm not you know, aware of that will actually tro- be cool. Yeah, if you're a trophy hunter like Greg Miller, I'm sure right. it's going to be fantastic. But when it comes yeah. to like certain things, like we had features when the PS4 launched, you're like, oh my God, you're going to be able to stream your game. And then if you don't want to play a section, if it's too hard, you can have your friend play it for you. And I've never used that once in like five or six years. So <laughs> right. to imagine that all these things, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like, it's great that you can, but will you? That That is a great point. I mean, the, the other thing that I, I was going to say was, um, 
oh man, I lost it. I lost in the shuffle, but it's fine. But basically, ultimately, it's just that, yes, there there are some things. Oh, oh, it was quick resume. There's the, the funny thing about the video was it was only 11 minutes long, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. And then they're like, uh, we are, that's all we have for today. We'll tell you more later. I'm like, why? You have this whole video. You have this yeah. already. Just tell us. So that was my thing. Somebody has a, a chart of yeah. information reveals on a whiteboard somewhere and was like, not, not today. <laughs> so we talk about it again on a show in two weeks, you know, exactly. like, I think it all yeah. depends on if the information shown is relevant to you, then you'll love it. And if it's not, it will feel intrusive. It's like a smart widget on your phone. Uh, right. and sometimes it's like, Oh, this is exactly what I needed right when I needed it. This is incredible that it's there. Or like, Oh, here's this photo. And I do remember that. What a nice, I'm so glad this was here. And other times it's like, no, I need to know the map where's my maps at oh, i can't find maps anywhere and it's frustrating so yeah. if it pops something up that's engaging and tells you something or maybe encourages you to you know go do something you otherwise wouldn't have done it's going to be great um and otherwise i think it'll be intrusive but i i like that they're going for it i feel like that cross media bar um carried over from the ps3 largely unchanged to the ps4 the vita had its bubbles that were a mess <laughs> and i'm hoping right. that uh this oh, PS5 Vita. thing sticks the landing. Oh, the Vita was rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree with you, Christian, that it is it, when you unwrap your shiny new console that you paid multiple hundreds of dollars for, it does feel nice when it's like, wow, this really feels different right out of the box. You know, I, I think there's going to be precious few things right at the at the launch of these consoles that actually do feel markedly different. And it's nice that the UI will. I, I, I think that adds to this feeling of, oh, we're in a new generation, which I enjoy. Um, I don't know. Speaking of, uh, I think things feel pretty different. Xbox did release all of the games that are the same. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> I was just about to bring. I was the segue Yay. I was about to make, which is my story of the week uh, is that Microsoft has revealed the official, official launch lineup for Xbox Series X and S. Is there going to be a better way for us to refer to this generation the Xbox Series series? The Xbox Series? What is Xbox. it? What are we going to do? I just am calling it Xbox. Xbox. Just Xbox. Yeah, I guess. Like I the guess. phone, you know? Just, just, we're just going to call it the Xbox. But then again, what console you have is dictated on which iPhone you have or, you know, whatever. Garrett, yeah, good point. Well, there are going to be 30 games officially, according to Microsoft, as launch titles. Now... Air quotes. Uh, there's a yeah. There's a sliding scale of what launch title means. I guess we're reinventing that word or redefining it. Uh, and I want to throw that out to you guys as a question. Uh, you know, are all these considered launch titles? I I won't read all thirty of them, but uh, some notable uh, on the list: Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which will be de- delivered via smart delivery. Uh, they list Borderlands Three. They list Dead, Dead by Daylight, uh, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Dirt 5, uh, Fortnite is listed on here as a launch title, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5 and Gears Tactics, Grounded, uh, NBA 2K21, which is legitimately a launch title, uh, brand new for the new generation, Observer System Redux, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is listed as a launch title, um there's a there's a bunch on here watchdogs legion of course 30 games many of them available now um i like the fact that in the launch list microsoft lists uh, which are available via smart delivery which are available via game pass which is quite a number of them but Mario, I'm curious what you think of this as a quote-unquote launch lineup does does have we redefined the term here 
Oh, I mean, it seems big, but in a generation where both PlayStation and Xbox now have backwards compatibility is a big thing, this lineup just feels so small when it comes to like big first name titles. Like, I honestly can, I can think, I can immediately think of like the like four big ones for the Xbox when it first came out, and I, which I'm not mistaken, was like Dead Rising three, and then Rise, and right. um, you know. Uh, what is that other game? It doesn't matter. PlayStation, you know, had their sets too. But I will say that, like, looking at this, it's just like, you're right. A lot of these games I can play elsewhere or play uh, right now or on XPAT or xCloud, for instance. So mm-hmm. to see them as a launch setup for a new system, it's not that I'm saying it's disappointing. It's just that I'm saying that as like, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not whiz-bang that I was hoping for. Especially when you think of, like, in my opinion, when it comes to the PlayStation right now, we have Miles Morales set for day one. If you are buying the, the special edition, you'll also get a new version of Spider-Man. You have Demon Souls. We don't know what's going on with um, when it comes to, like, Ratchet and Clank and some of their other titles, for instance. But in terms of that, I was like, I know exactly what I want for those. I don't know what if I want for an Xbox. And that's probably why I didn't pre-order an Xbox, primarily because... I'm having fun with my Game Pass on my system that I already own, or I'm having fun mm-hmm. on my X Cloud that I can use anywhere. I didn't feel like I need, necessarily need the box, and that's okay. I think it's okay to not necessarily want this box because you still have opportunities to play these games elsewhere. And yeah. I think that's really the goal when it comes to uh, Microsoft and Xbox. It's like, play where you want to play. If it's not necessarily on this box, then sure. But ever, at the least when I see this box, I'm just not there to own it right now. I do want it even though it has nothing that I would play. The only thing I'd probably play would be Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, but it sucks that it's a new full game that I have to buy because it's not backwards compatible to the last one, just so I could play a new character. That's the right. only thing that I see on this list where I'm like, would I do that? I still don't think I would. Yeah, you know, you bring up Rise from last generation, and you know, not a popular game. A lot of people derided it. Uh, I remember I got hate mail a lot of it and just wrote, <laughs> dragged through the coals online because I had mentioned some positive impressions of it. So say what you will about that game rise. It, it undoubtedly could not have been achieved on an earlier generation, right? It, it was an Xbox one game that looked like something that only that new generation of hardware could handle regardless of how well it played or how much people liked it. It, it really was one of those proofs of, hey, we're in a new place, we're in a new generation, there's a, a new hardware here that can do things the previous can't. And I don't see anything on this list of 30 games. Now, that being said, I'm sure Assassin's Creed Valhalla and uh, Watchdog Legions are going to look great on a Series X. They're going to, you know, evidently Watchdog Legions is going to have a locked 30 frames per second with ray tracing at 4K on the Series X. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of these games are going to look look great but none of them are going to uh, announce that we're in a new hardware generation and i don't i there's a bit of me that's a little disappointed by that now christian i want to ask you along with this news microsoft also said or, or or debuted this idea of uh hdr automatically auto hdr that is applied to old titles uh, and they showed heat maps of how it works and uh, how the tech works. So with these new systems, especially with the Series X, you're going to see an immediate improvement in the games, you know, if you provided you have the TV to handle it. But 
you are going to see an, a market improvement in the games you already have and these games that are available on other systems. But do you think it's a knock against this launch lineup that there isn't anything that really heralds a new generation? Well, first, I just want to say um, dlcfeedback at gmail.com subject line um, rise is where you can send those emails. <laughs> yeah. um, if you've been sitting so, on one yeah. for eight years, then you really <laughs> fire off. Um, two, yeah, I do. Um, I, I think Assassin's Creed will look incredible. I think Dirt 5 is going to be incredible on the next gen. Um, I think um, Watch Dogs is going to be better on these next gen consoles. I think there are NBA 2K21 looks unbelievable uh, from what I've seen on these next gen consoles. Um, so I think there will be those experiences there. I mean, speaking to this gen or last gen, like control on a PC with ray tracing versus a control on a PS4, like. It, it to me it it blows me away to play it on everything on high with ray tracing on pc it looks incredible right now and so i think if you have an old console and you kind of do a one-to-one or you go straight into assassin's creed valhalla um on your new xbox it will probably be very impressive but i do think it it, it hurts to not have like this is the thing i want this thing for right now um but i also think mario makes the point that microsoft's making they're like yeah we don't care (laughs) you (laughs) you have the thing we're getting your money you know at some point you'll move over to this console or you'll keep paying us your monthly subscription and i think they're they're okay with that and i'm glad halo was delayed i want that to be the best game possible but it feels i think i mentioned this last week where a lot of their advertising that cool trailer they put out with the guy in space like the Master Chief's helmet becomes the Earth, like the Taco Bell commercial is the guy becomes Master Chief. Like if that game launched on launch day and was great, it's a totally different story we're talking about right now. Yeah, and so I right. feel like that's the void. Demon Souls and Spider-Man um, are the marquees for PlayStation, right? And without those, it's kind of the same conversation. And it's we're kind of in this this gap. And so I, I do feel like Microsoft is like, you know, it doesn't seem as exciting. But then again, looking at this list of things that like, you can just play these, you know, so many of them with yeah. Game Pass is, is pretty incredible and pretty impressive. The thing to me that I'm most interested in, because I think what Xbox has been, you know, touting a lot for this next gen is quick resume. Alana showed the video where she, I think she had hers unplugged for a day or a week or something like that. It, that like, blew my mind. Unplugged. She plugged it back in. And boom, right back. And so that kind of stuff I'm very excited about, but I'm super curious how it works in practice because I feel like that can't work for Fortnite. That can't work for Forza Horizon 4. It can't work for Watchdog Legions, right? Like all these games that require an internet check, Destiny, The Division. Yeah. Like how does it speed up that play process? Um, but yeah, on a whole, to answer your question, uh, there's not the new shiny. There's I, I don't know what I would do when I turn on my new console to be like worth it, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I have to say I've been on record saying that more important than 4K is HDR. I think more, not more important, that's the wrong word, but more impressive, more dazzling uh, is great HDR implementation. And if they've come up with an algorithm that will apply HDR to old games in a smart way that doesn't make it look garish and weird, then I think that could end up being a 
pretty cool addition, a, a, a pretty cool reason to play your old games. I mean, all the coverage we've seen over the last <clears throat> week or two is people talking about backwards compatibility because that's all Microsoft has allowed the people who have consoles to talk about yet. And everything that I've heard is like, you know, how cool it is to play these old games, higher resolution, way faster frame rates uh, with this instant, you know, instant load times and stuff. Maybe backwards compatibility actually will be a killer app. I've been a little skeptical this whole time because I'm I'm always looking forward and so excited about the next thing that's going to push, push, push forward. But maybe this, I'll be eating my words when I'm like, oh, I want to play Geometry Wars in HDR because, oh my God, it pops off my OLED television screen in a way it never has before. Uh, or, you know, I want to pl- replay some of these old games because there's literally no load times anymore. And I'm, it doesn't feel, it feels fresh. It feels fun. It feels... That's Easy breezy. The pitch. They're all there. Like PlayStation's backwards compatibility, like they're like 8,000 games. Or like it's impressive. But because of Game Pass as this digital service, and I know PlayStation now with the library's just not the same, but to just sit down and have that and be like, I want to play this. One, if you owned it before, you have it. It's there ready for you. And two, if it's on Game Pass, it's ready for you. And, you know, as fast as your internet will let it be. That's the killer app for Xbox, right? Like that's that's incredible yeah, yeah and, the, and the way that you're saying christian i remember it was a new story like i want to say it was a year or so ago when red dead redemption got like an xbox x like update that like made the textures better and made everything better and i remember it was like dazzled with the fact that you can reinvigorate that older game to imagine that this console allows that for even you know to continue that on a wider scale with all these games like if i get faster you know, higher frame rates and an hdr like like you're saying jeff Oh my god! I'm going to be playing so many older games again just because I just want to re-experience it. Because I bought a PS Pro this year just so I can also re. Because I got a, a PS, you know, I got a, VR, a 4K television too, just so I can re-experience older games on that in that way. And the HDR yeah. popping off the screen. I will say HDR mixed in with performance mode is my preferred method as opposed to 4K because yeah. to see them in those extra frames, to see them colors pop like in Ghost of you know Shishima, like that's. That's to me is where it's at. So give life to old games. I, I, I love playing games. Most games I played this year were old games. <laughs> so I'm excited. Yeah. That's what I'm excited that. for. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm genuinely excited for that, uh, that auto HDR thing. I mean, oh, yeah. Assuming that it doesn't end up looking like bad colorized movies or something, you know, like old black and white movies. <laughs> and color. You know, assuming that, that the, the, the functionality, the algorithm they're using does a good job, which, you know, by all accounts so far, I've heard and video things that I've seen so far. It looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm encouraged to think that this is going to be a really neat improvement because HDR really does, you know, drop my jaw. It's, it's much improved. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited and we'll see. Um, I, soon these, too. We'll soon, see. Soon. 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 So it's, soon. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, all right. So, uh, man, lots to be excited about, but also lots of games that we are playing right now. We're going to get to those shortly, but first I want to thank our sponsor, which is Squarespace. Hey, do you need a website? I guess, I'm guessing you do. I'm guessing at some point you're going to need a website. I use Squarespace uh, to create my website, jeffcanada.com. I used Squarespace, oh man, so many years ago. Uh, I still use it to this day. I love it. Uh, I recommend it to my friends and family because it is just the easiest way to create any kind of website. 
you do not have to pay someone else to make your website. You do not have to learn HTML. You do not have to study and, and you know, it doesn't have to be a laborious. It can actually be something you make yourself and you can do it with just a few clicks because of Squarespace's really easy to use. What you see is what you get. Drag and drop tools. You go to their website, you start building your, your, uh, your website based on templates that they have. These professional designers have created templates. So you select a template, but then you can start moving stuff around, make it your own, change colors, change the layout. So simply, it's all visual. So you don't even need to stress about it. You just keep fiddling until you like it. Do you want to add e-commerce? Want to sell stuff on your website? Just drop in the e-commerce widget. It's so simple. Anything that you need to do, any, any reason to have a website, showcasing your work or blogging or having a professional store online, whatever you need to do, Squarespace has the tools and they have the tools that make it easy. You can do it. You can make it yourself. Plus, they've got built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting. There's never anything to upgrade or patch. It's just the easiest way to do it. They handle all the heavy lifting. All you have to do is the creative side, the interesting side, the side that makes it yours. Plus, if you run into any problems, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support. So check it out. Go build your site at squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me. You'll get a free trial there. You don't even have to give them a credit card. You can build your site. And then when you're ready to launch it, just use our promo code Jeff sent me, J-E-F-F-S-E-N-T-M-E. You'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me and the promo code Jeff sent me, all one word. We appreciate it. Thank you, Squarespace, for being such a longtime supporter of our show. They are great. All right, it is time to talk about the games that we have been playing. Mario, what is on your playlist? I have, honestly, this week has been uh, a long one. So I haven't really had a lot of <laughs> yeah. time to uh, go in deep with things. So I decided to, the other, like a couple days ago, clear my brain just and try to enjoy something. And I chose to play Solitaire. <laughs> Solitaire. I love it. That's right. Uh, no, I, uh, so Mike Bithel uh, has created one of his new short uh, short games called Solitaire Conspiracy. It's literally, I believe, free sell Solitaire, but with a story. Um, That's and cool. The, what an idea. What a cool idea. Yeah, it's really great, actually, in terms of just like you just want to chill and relax and play just a simple game of solitaire with some techno beats. And every now and then, Greg Miller playing Jim Ratio comes on the screen and tells this story, uh, spins this yarn, really, of what's going on in this sort of spy techie, like cyberpunky world, while every suit of, say, like a, a faction in the game is one of the suits that you would, you know, summon in the game basically. Mm -hmm. um, they're obviously not set by the normal uh, club, you know, heart, diamond, stuff like that. They're their own thing. But it, it's cool because every game can be, be dynamically different because there's multiple groups past the just the four set. So that could mean that the different abilities from each group can affect different games in different ways in the way that you progress. And the way that you progress is simply just by completing games, getting experience points, and reaching up to, I believe, level 15 is that I think that's where the end cap is. And while you're doing that, you're discovering things about Jim Ratio's character and the groups uh, along the way. Uh, and I feel like for such a simple, easy game, just something in terms of just like getting your mind 
off of everything that's going on in the world. It's definitely been my like go to game as of right now. But just chill and relax. Like before we started recording, that's all I was playing, just so I can like just get in the mind space of like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, you know. I'm going to try and calm down. So that's like the last thing I've been playing. The biggest two things that I've been playing, honestly, this week, and it's because I have just been streaming a lot and playing a lot with my friends because that's all you can really do in these times. And because it's spooky, spooky season, uh, Dead by Daylight has been a delight, honestly. Yeah. 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 As someone who loves uh, movies and horror films and these iconic characters, it has been fun to sort of live these situations even though i feel like we're all in the locked house movie um but it's good to actually just exercise those feelings as as both a pretend pretending to play as a killer or also to be a survivor so i would say dead by daylight if you are, if you want a catharsis of for this especially this month i think that dead by Daylight's life i think it's come a long way with all the different characters and different personalities of each individual um person that plays the game and it's all it's all so much fun to play with friends dead by daylight xbox series x launch title <laughs> that's right dead by daylight which uh if you are a stadia person it's free right now if you got stadia prime yeah and yeah. it's cross play and it's cross progression on certain platforms so are you playing stadia right uh i can i'm uh, mostly playing on pc though i can i could i just am not <laughs> no i it's funny because i started playing it on the pc and so when i try to do it with like the because i have this i have the whole setup of stadia i have the controller i have everything and I tried, and I just felt like I was missing scale checks and stuff like that. So I'm pretty much uh, PC with this game, uh, <laughs> yeah. playing as Ghost Ghostface Main uh, from Scream because I love those movies. And uh, yeah, no, just just having fun with that. But I think the main game, the game that I've been playing for now a month now, of course, has been Among Us. Among Us has taken over my life and my friends, and it's the best gaslighting video game I've played. <laughs> <laughs> well, I lo- I love that we- you're going to talk about this because. You know, this game has been the, the sort of the the zeitgeist game for the last month, and we haven't had anybody on who's really been playing it. And Christian and I haven't been playing it. Uh, oh, I've man. been I've been talking to people who have played it, and I've played a whole bunch of uh, board games that are basically the same idea. But yeah, I love that Among Us is you know it's the it's the perfect game. You know, alongside Fall Guys, I think it's sort of the game of the year in the sense of defining a thing to do where we all can't go outside, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I yeah. think, you know, where, where Fall Guys is basically like exercise, but in a video game, uh, <laughs> Among yeah. Us is like, let's all lie to each other in a video game. Um, yeah. T- yeah, tell me your experience of, of playing it and and how, I mean, you playing with the same group of people or you're playing with different groups of people? How, how are you playing it? Uh, I've been playing with different sets, luckily. So, like, I've been playing with the Dual Shockers guys, where we we did a video on the YouTube channel. So if you want to watch me, watch us lie to each other. It's fun. Been streaming a lot on my 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 Twitch channel, um, some other people's channels as well. Uh, just basically, just having fun. I actually, and this is a, a PSA for anyone who's ever played Among Us with David Chen. Don't. He yeah. is the worst. <laughs> I believe you. I believe uh, you. However, I would love for you to play with us. It'd be great. But otherwise, uh, he is yeah. he is an instigator. I love that man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, it's it's fun because uh, it's basically you know I play a lot of one night as uh, Ultimate Werewolf and I think mm-hmm. it's like one night Werewolf. One of my favorite games to play with friends. It's just so fun in terms of like the roles that you could play. Now that strip this strips out all the roles and strictly makes the game basically the thing the game. 
where two people or whatever you set is the thing and we have to figure out which one it is we have to take the blood test to make sure that we cast john carpenter's the thing the game that's right exactly exactly so basically that's 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 what it is while competing in these tasks and it's just so fun and it does at times get taxing when you know you're not the killer and you get voted out anyways but at, (laughs) at the same time you know i just don't think of any any game right now that has captured that like us being able to it literally sets a timer for like all right talk it out like you have to talk it out before you even vote and i feel like that's just something we haven't done in a long time with all our friends so i think this has been the perfect zeitgeist of like all right let's get together and let's do some lying Um, but yeah i i can't get enough this game i really hope you guys eventually get a chance to play it's free on your phone if you want to play on your phone or it's five bucks on pc it's 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 pretty great there's some beta content halloween stuff so I, i i like it a lot Christian, are you tempted to join the Among Us uh, wave? Uh, no, I actually very politely but directly turned down a good friend who need, wanted me to play uh, <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> it, it can be a bit of a friend ender. You know, it is one of those ones where it's like, I had no idea you could just lie to me so easily, you know? <laughs> but with I mean, you, with you, people are like, oh, no, that, that, that tracks. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I uh, joke. No, uh, no. I mean, I mean, we'll talk about it here in just a mere second, but I've been obsessed with another game. So I just haven't felt the need or desire to pull away and, and play anything else right now. <laughs> I, I, I know what game you're talking about. And I had to pull myself away because it felt like <laughs> Persona five hours. I was like, there's no way there's, there's too much. Yeah. Well, we will, we will get there shortly, but I, I just to put a cap on among us, I, I do love that in this year of our Lord 2020, where we are all, you know, just enduring it and unable to have normalcy. Video games have stepped in and been, uh, I think, a wonderful socializer. You know, I think it's it's so cool that, of course, multiplayer already ruled the roost and we had all uh, experienced lots of wonderful times playing multiplayer with our friends. But I think the kinds of games that have become the multiplayer ga- games du jour, like Among Us, which really is social first. It's not social as a yeah. means to an end, right? It's not, It's not. you know, come in and be in a game with other people. It's really be with other people in the form of a game. You know, it is. it is all about social. And I think that is filling a gap that we need in our lives right now. I think that there are too few ways for us to to just hang out. And I, th- and I think it's, co- I mean, obviously people hang out playing destiny or whatever, uh, call of duty, you know, that that's a hangout sesh for people. But the fact that the game itself is built around having to interact, having to be social, having to speak up, having to, as you said, talk it out. I think that's a, a, a positive thing just for the world right now, you know? No, that's cool. I- Absolutely. And and honestly, if you got like I said, for people out there that haven't tried it yet, just try it with your friends. I played uh literally IRL safely, uh <laughs> with my friends uh that gathered for an event and then we all just pulled out our phones and just started playing right there at the table. It very cool. much became a tabletop game, uh without yeah. physically a table we were you know six feet apart. Um uh, but I mean the last thing I'll just say in terms of games like how you're saying uh phasmophobia which i think is growing greatly in the last few weeks which is just ghost hunting the game go mm-hmm. go ghost hunt with your friends and then of course tabletop simulator for if people that don't want to be connected together in a room together that's yeah. also an, a solution there's so many different options you can do with that game specifically very very cool 
Uh, all right, Christian, uh, your turn. Your playlist has been dominated by one game in particular. What is that game? So I can proudly say I now know what Ghost of uh, Tsushima looks like in color. Uh, Whoa. I rolled credits. I played the entire game in Kurosawa mode. Regret nothing. What an experience. Just absolutely stunning. I really think it helped it feel even more special for me. Um, I will say now the combat's much easier. Um, <laughs> they did a really <laughs> in good color, job. You mean? <laughs> what? In, in color. color, it's much easier? Yeah. I mean, they did a wow. good job, like, adjusting the UI for things. But, like, I think I read it in the menus, but I just never saw it where it's, like, blue is undodgeable unless yeah. you have like, a certain upgrade. Red, you can't dodge at all. Right. I, there is no blue or red in Curse Our Mode. <laughs> I had to learn tells, <laughs> like, what type of move like wow. yeah. oh that's that so i gotta react like you know it's um just uh, like akira kurosawa had to <laughs> actually there's no color in the world when those movies were made yeah that's um, my understanding but just truly truly breathtaking um the the way that game story unfolds is very special i know we talked early on about some of it and like oh, i don't know it kind of your actions aren't um, you know, reflected in the game. And I I don't want to spoil it because such a huge patch came out and they also said that it will have 60 frames per second on PS5 as back compat. So I'm hoping more people jump in. Um, I think maybe- that might be me. I think I might return to that game on PS5. I, I can't guarantee it, but I think I might give that game <laughs> another chance. Too, too many people are, you know, I think I may have missed something and I, I want to return to it when there are much shorter load times Faster frame rate, and I'm playing on that new sweet system. I, I might, I might be. That might be me, Christian. Okay, it might maybe be. we'll get to do a spoiler cast. I will say on my base PS4, the game had pretty dang fast load times already. I, I can't. I mean, on PS5, it could be faster though. It's just it going yeah, to be a blink. I can't, be, I can't imagine that because it is fast. I have it on the Pro, and oh my, it is the fastest loading game that I've have. Uh, yeah, it's I like here's a tip, and I'm like, I didn't read the tip. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Tip that's is. why it blows my mind that it's going to be on PS5 or yeah, PS5 would be even faster. Like that's just incomprehensible. Yeah, the new like, generation is the end of tips. Tips are gone. <laughs> no tips for you anymore. We have, have to be an in game, like over the in game <laughs> podcast. You know, like Jay Jonah Jameson's like, all right, you idiot. Now here's how to do a. <laughs> but Ghost of Tsushima is, I don't know, like nine out of ten years, four out of five, maybe. It's my game of the year. Like, it is a truly, truly special game, in my opinion. The way it marries this open world that begs you to explore because of the scenery and because of the change in locations as you experience the world and then lets you play with combat in a thing that never feels game-breaking. Like, it's all kind of intuitive for what the game it's not like now you've upgraded to like rocket jump and you can just jump you know 10 million miles and throw cars on people and like i understand the fun of that jeff you describe it as like you know it kind of breaks the game and that's fun and exciting but i think the way ghost does it it's skill based um but then also as you progress you unlock these new abilities that still seem to fit with you know Jin as a character and what he could be doing and it still then reinforces that skill-based combat and shifting between stances and the type of evasive maneuvers you want to use um, in these large combat scenarios. I think Ghost does such a good job of creating these large battlefields 
that feel big and important, but also small enough where your presence in it feels meaningful um, with AI that is still supportive. Um, whereas Odyssey, uh, yeah, Odyssey had moments I thought were pretty fun and cinematic, but it kind of felt like it was just me versus one person at the end of the day, like in some of those big beach, um, whatever they were called, raid surges, thingies. Um, I think Ghost really found a, a nice balance for that. And I think it tells a, a, not to spoil it, but like a very emotionally resonant story in a way that is not heavy handed, um, but just subtle and strong and about love and family and, and country and honor. And um, it's just exquisite. If If you haven't, played it i cannot recommend the the single player just you know the base game enough and then my gosh it's beautiful in color Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i I will be honest though after i rolled credits and then kind of kept playing on the island for a little bit because i i did before the update came out so with no new game plus but there was still more for me to do um i was like oh my armor doesn't look good like i in my head, it was very different than how it looked in color. And I was like, ooh, that's yeah. garish. I had no yeah. idea. I was very eccentric out on the battlefield. Yeah, with the later suits as well, where I'm like, I need to specifically find this particular person to, you know, give me dyes to make it the way I want. But I can only imagine it being in the Kurosawa mode. You're like, oh, I already look like the way I do. But then when you turn yeah. around, you just see yourself. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. dots, like, what? Yeah, I didn't do any yeah. of those pigment because it's like it was just texture, right? Texture yeah. and pattern is all I cared yeah. about. And then I was like, "Ooh, hot pink and brown within a uh, dark red." Yeah. Just, just not good. Just look like a model from Zoolander. It's like it's right. so hot right now. <laughs> yeah, I unlocked <laughs> blue steel stance. It was very powerful. <laughs> um, and then on what is it, probably the nineteenth? Listen to this or so. On the sixteenth, I think it was one point one came out. And in Ghost of Tsushima Legends, um, and it is the multiplayer component now to this game that... Which is unfortunate because it sounds like it's the mobile game version, right? Ghost of Tsushima Legends sounds like the mobile app. (laughs) <laughs> you know, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> like, like the Elder Scrolls game, was it Blades? Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. does. It does. Yeah. Like, you guys hear that Ghost of Tsushima Legends came out? I'm like, oh, I'm not downloading that on my phone. Like, no, no, no. It's, uh, <laughs> it's on the game. You already have. Well, one uh, potential unfortunate naming aside, I cannot believe that this is free. On top of that, I cannot believe that they were not, that Sucker Punch was not screaming about it two months ago. Like, hey, like so many games, and I, I don't get me wrong, I appreciate that they didn't because so many games are like, I mean, we didn't talk about Avengers, but they delayed a lot of their content. Um, that just last yeah. week we were talking about, like, this is how they're going to save it. And now they're yeah, like, they're con- oh! they were literally like, don't worry, our content is going to bring back everybody. And it's like, yeah, we don't have that content. <laughs> <laughs> and Sucker Punch, you know, this was kind of not a stealth release, it wasn't like it's out now, but like was not talked about when the game was launched. They have said now that multiplayer was always a core pillar of of the game and that was kind of developed hand in hand. But this thing came out. It is free. Easily, I could have seen it being 20 to $30 in terms of the content. So what it is, there's, uh, I think it's nine or 10. Uh, it's all multiplayer. You can play it alone or with AI companions if you'd like, but kind of the, you know, the meat is in these multiplayer experiences. And you are playing as class type 
and they are all ghosts. And it kind of says like, it's like these legends, right? These stories kind of like in the game, it's these, you're playing these tales. Um, it's like there was more than one ghost. The legend spread, people took on the mantle, kind of a Batman approach. And so you have like the assassin, the archer, the brute, and the samurai, like kind of the Mario. I think I have those right. And then there's, I think, 10 uh, dual player, like co-op um story missions that are all like 15 to 25 minutes long each and then like different difficulty tiers um then there's like a horde mode essentially and then i think it's later is like raids and then on top of that there's loot and gear and progression and unlocking for your character at the start the four classes all feel fairly similar like you have your bow and arrow you can still assassinate someone but then as you go down the skill tree you really start to see the differentiation between them and so when you get four people playing together it has magic to it that and i'm I'm not trying to just keep poo-pooing on avengers but like I, i i had that connection of like oh we're all playing our role and coming together the way that for me didn't happen in Avengers much, even when trying to go into some of the uh, multiplayer war table stuff. And so it's just really cool. We have someone up on a hill sniping uh, with the bow and arrow and using like flaming arrows or some other upgraded arrows as someone else, you know, is flanking around down in the flowers to come out to assassinate somebody while someone else is, is just running in and drawing all the fire to people. And it's, you know, been done before class-based multiplayer gaming, but just absolutely exquisite. And again, in ways that reinforce play styles that you know and love from the game, but kind of extracting them and pulling them all into kind of their pure essence of what type of um, play style you're going to be focusing on. The story missions, I was like, I should play one of these before the show. You know, like, you know, I, and I was like, I've I've played all of these. These are really good, <laughs> and I've had great experience just playing with randoms. Like, it, it has a smart um kind of the apex legends uh you know credited like point marking on a map like hey let's go here let's do this for easy communication in-game gesturing like thank you and emotes and stuff like that and i had wonderful coordination with people it 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 and it's all told in this like fictitious mythological world Uh, sucker punch talked about how the game itself is grounded but they wanted to tap into some of the idea of like legends and uh, mythology and spiritual world that is prevalent in Japanese folklore and and stories as well. And so this leans into all of that. So it's has its own look and feel. I mean, I'm going to stop because otherwise I'll just go on and on and on. It is so well done. And the fact that it's free on top of that is just, it's like when you, you would, you know, like I'll have one ticket for a movie and like, okay, that's $10 and you give them a 20 and then they give you a 20 back. You're like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know what it, you're talking about. I've, I don't go to movies. Movies don't exist. There's not a thing. That's not a thing. I don't know. Quick sidebar, is. man, Geico, some other ads are hit and miss. I've been listening to some baseball on the radio over this postseason, and Geico has been doing ads of sounds from yesteryear. And it's like, it's like now another episode of sounds from yesteryear. And it's guy going like, I'll have one ticket to a movie, please. Oh, that man. was sounds oh, of no. yesteryear. It is Pretty funny. That hurts yeah. my heart. I miss but, movie theaters, but not, not the, not in the way that we do now. Yeah. Ghost. Ghost of Tsushima. I can't say the name right, but I love, love, love this game. I mean, I've loved Sucker Punch since Infamous. Uh, probably Sly Cooper, I should say. 
Um, and it, it's so good. Jeff, yeah. I'm not going to say that you need to go back because Odyssey didn't connect for me uh, right. the way it did for you. But what this game managed to do in terms of open world and then tight story missions and exquisite combat, it's... Um, I'm very nervous that my top five games of the year are all going to be Sony exclusive. Oh yeah. 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 I, I understand that. Yeah. Great. We get, we get lots of hate mail about that already, Christian. In past I, I wish Halo was out. It I have such high hopes for Halo. Me too. Yeah. yeah. But it's great. I love this game. I love it. I cannot say enough. It's so good. And just incredible. Well, yeah. I don't know what it is that it didn't, it didn't click with me, but I, I think I might give it a PS five chance. We'll see. I mean, there's going to be lots of stuff to play when that hits it too, but <laughs> at some point, um, <laughs> my playlist is got some old stuff on it. Uh, old, old is new again <laughs> for all of us, I guess. Uh, I'm back into world of Warcraft. Yeah, it happened. Even though they delayed the new expansion, the pre-patch for the expansion is out and my buddies who have played every expansion since vanilla with uh, are back in in a big way which pulled me back in i re-upped my 15 bucks a month it's bonkers that they can still charge 15 dollars a month for world of warcraft when netflix is like 9.99 a month <laughs> you know it's like it's pretty wild that they've endured a decade without a single price change for I, wow it's, I'm shocked. Think, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm shocked. No, no, that, go ahead. I'm shocked that yeah, that like that literally has has had a foothold for so yeah. long, and there are games that are like Fortnite is free. <laughs> yeah, they're like no, people still are gonna play this game. Yeah. Now, granted, you can play the first twenty levels of a character in WoW for free, so uh, you know there's that. But it's still fifteen bucks a month. Like, there's never been a, a move down in price on that. That's that since you know two thousand whatever it was when it came out. I was um, 15. <clears throat> man. Yeah. It, but I love this game. I love this game. Every time I come back to it, I think I've talked about coming back to WoW on this very show, I don't know, half a dozen times at this point. But <laughs> uh, every time I come back to it, it, it's like putting on an old shoe. It just it just feels good. And the pre-patch this time, which is the patch that gets the game ready for the expansion, it alters the world and and how the classes all work in the way that the expansion is going to use uh, is more dramatic than I think it has been in, in quite a while. And they did a, a level squish. So, you know, it used to be, I think what level 80 or 85 was the top. Uh, now level 50 is the, as the highest you can go. So everything gets squished down in proportion, uh, squished down proportionally to how that should work uh and it's interesting like the leveling is now all different you can level in any expansion in any section of the game uh it all carries over they, they don't care there's no you know it, it, the game just lets you go wherever you want and you'll have you'll deal with things and get the appropriate experience and appropriate challenge to the level you are so that's really kind of cool there's a whole bunch of new races that you can start classes uh start characters in that have been added to the game. And that's kind of fun. Just starting new alts uh, with these, these wildly new looks, you know, there's like really different looking kinds of characters now and lots more customer uh, customization on those characters, which is pretty neat. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm back in it. I'm excited about the expansion whenever it comes. I hope it comes later and later because man, there's a lot of big games coming up, but I, I felt like I had this month where I could like get back into wow, feel what it's like again. And, and, and really, uh, experience the the pre patch and and see how the world has changed. 
Also, I was drawn back because the game now supports ray tracing, which I thought would have a much more dramatic impact on the game. It does look very nice, but basically the only thing that's ray traced is shadows. So they're they're ray tracing shadows, which, you know, when you're looking at it, it really does have a dramatic effect on the the beauty of the image. Uh, And, you know, the World of Warcraft visual style has stood the test of time. They were struck a chord of genius when they decided to make the game look like a cartoon. I think because Fortnite it has, copied that well, or like totally seemed to have learned that lesson. Like it's like they added ray tracing Timeless. too, and it's like perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's art. It's art direction, not you know technological capability, right? It's it is obviously the game was has had technological limitations over the decade plus that's been around, but they've managed to use art direction to solve those problems and the game you know still has a lot of jagged edges and trees look blocky in some places and stuff but man it's a beautiful beautiful game and the the ray tracing does not change it in the way that adding ray tracing to minecraft or quake as we've seen you know they released ray tracing versions of quake and minecraft that really made those games look starkly different you know they just were really really amazing just like oh my god how can this old game look like that or this, you know, blocky, blocky, you know, in the case of Minecraft, a world look so, so vibrant and have so many, many, much color and light to it. It doesn't have that effect, but it does have a pretty interesting uh, level of, of complexity with shadows and the way shadows play uh, against surfaces and stuff. And I think the game is beautiful. I really still think it's beautiful, especially in ultra wide. It's, um, it's a it's still a gorgeous game and I'm very excited to see the new expansion when it finally drops to get to those new areas but um you know what's old is new again all this all the classes have been changed in very dramatic ways uh, so they feel like you have to relearn how to play them in, in large uh large sense and the level squish makes the game feel very very different and very new uh, and there's some fun uh quests to to do in the interim waiting for the expansion uh, I, I love WoW. I will always love WoW. It will always have a soft spot in my heart. I know there's been a lot of negativity on the lead up to this expansion, but uh, jumping back into that world, I just it makes me feel good. It makes me feel at home again. I'd pay fifteen dollars a month if it got me like seasonal, like every few months, new episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Like I get it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like there are certain things that I think what WoW is for so many people. It's like. It, 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 I mean, some of them are better than others, but it, like it does what it does well and it keeps doing it. And because it's been doing it for so long, it's like someone gives you your blanket from when you're blanky from when you were a kid yeah. and it's like a new one, but also like already broken in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all of my stuff is there. You know, you open your bags after not being in the game for a year or whatever it's been. And I go, oh, yeah, oh, God, it's all this garbage in here. I don't know what that is. It, it, it's a wild thing to return to that game, as I have done so many times, because you you have to relearn it in a lot of ways, and you have to sort of reacclimate yourself, and there's new add-ons to change the the UI, because you can, uh, you, you know, you, when you get into the groove of playing that game heavily, you're inevitably adding tons of add-ons to customize your your UI experience and then none of them work because the new patch made them all obsolete. So you have to like update all your add-ons and go like, why did I even have this add-on? What, what was it? What was this about? It's a, it's a unique thing returning to World of Warcraft. It's, a, it's an experience I've had over and over. And it always is just kind of this lovely, it's almost like putting up your Christmas decorations again. You know, you go like, 
why did I wind up the lights in this particular way? Like, this is really difficult and weird. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh no, that was the best way I could have wound those up. That made complete total sense. I remember now my thinking back then, but when you first find them in the box, you're like, what idiot put these away? (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's kind of how it is. Um, Anyway, I'm back in WoW, so expect me talking about WoW a bunch because I'm back. Uh, the other old game that I've been playing this week is I dug out, my wife decided to reorganize our garage and make it into a play kids play area and, and useful space with our new Peloton and all this stuff. So it was a lot of, uh, my wife telling me I need to get rid of things, uh, which I'm a terrible person at not getting rid of things. I, I, I hold on to everything as I assume I'm going to need it at some point. And so that, uh, that explains why you like wow so much also. <laughs> yes. Yes. Indeed. And why my bags are always full when I come back to that game. Um, anyway, that's a long way of saying that uh, we found a, you know, an old rock band kit that uh, I had still in the box, the drums, the guitar, the microphone, uh, rock band for Xbox one, which was rock it band carries four. forward. It carries forward. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited about that. But what I did, anyway, I found it. My four-year-old son went bonkers over it and said, Dada, I want to play on those drums. Like, because he saw the box. The box prominently features the drums. He's like, Dada, can we, can we, can I play those? And I was like, yeah, yes. He loves music. He's all about music. He's constantly like memorizes the entire oeuvre of the midnight, for example, and knows, you know, all these songs. He knows them by heart. He loves music. So I was like, this is perfect. This is great. Maybe I'll learn how to play the drums and, you know, let me retire early or something. Um, <laughs> and so I pulled out uh, an old Xbox one that I had that I got before the the Scorpio edition, the, uh, <laughs> the, the uh, Xbox one X. I got my old Xbox one. I, I pulled that out into the living room because I have my current Xbox one in my office. And um, I hooked up rock band four to it and set my son up and dude it was so much fun first of all those games are just wonderful they, i know they go in and out of vogue and people get sick of them and it, it, it you know it becomes this thing where it's like oh rhythm games blah i will always have a soft spot in my heart for guitar hero and rock band they're just a wonderful way to experience music to I, there's still songs that I hear that conjure playing guitar hero, you know, not conjure like a high school dance or a, <laughs> you know, a, 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 any other kind of cultural moment. They conjure learning that song in guitar hero and returning to that game. I was just like, this is, this game is great. My son is so excited that he does something and it, you know, it happens on the screen and he's kind of, you know, he's beating the, I was playing the drums and he was just doing the the foot pedal for the bass, you know, for the kick drum and loving that. And then we would switch back and forth. And then we got the microphone out, plugged the microphone in. And it had even back in what, 2017 or whatever it was that that game came out. Uh, it had um, Uptown Funk on it. And my son happens to love Uptown Funk. It's one of the songs that gets played. He hears the Kids Bop Kids version, which is... Uh, you know, it's it white clean the B of, word as much. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't talk about, <laughs> you know, 
put the liquor in it, you know, whatever it does. It, it's, it's a clean version, but he, he listens to it constantly. So he knows that, that song by heart. He can't read yet. He's four. He can't quite read yet, but we plug the microphone in and he's watching the lyrics go by and he, I'm doing the drums and he's on the microphone singing this song. <laughs> and he, we four starred this thing he got 76% accuracy on a song he couldn't even read the lyrics to. He was just saying it from memory. And I guess, you know, the game isn't super strict on you getting all the right words, but I was very proud as a dad. Uh, and uh, it's been a big hit. So he keeps saying, Daddy, can we do it? And so I, 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 you know, hooked up the guitar to it as well. The guitar, much more difficult because you're both hands have to be doing different things. It's not just like beating the drums or whatever. But uh, it just was wonderful to return to rock band. I love rock band. Did you look great. at your wife and go, see, babe? And then put everything back in the garage? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, owned. You know, get rid of anything. I, I almost got rid of this thing. But no, it's like, now it's the key to my son becoming a rock star. And, and no fail mode is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Up, yeah. on yeah. that yeah. as well. It's, yeah. yeah, hours of fun. And I'm super excited that that carries forward. That was one of the things I was waiting to hear with like, all of the stuff of like accessories work, this, that, and the other. And to get that confirmation is really awesome that all of these plastic instruments people probably have, you still get to play because the game is still great. It, it, it holds up. It totally holds up. I just wish all of the old Xbox 360 versions, I haven't heard if those are going to be backwards compatible on Series X, but I want all those old Xbox 360 versions because I have a bunch of rock bands. I have like Beatles rock band and Green Day rock band and rock band one, two, and three all on Xbox 360, and I popped those into my Xbox One, and it said, this disc is not supported. I didn't try all of them, and I didn't look up if there are any other that are not supported. For, but for, so, Yeah. yeah. What, it, I, what I understand is if it's not working on an Xbox One, then it's not probably going to be available for this uh, Series X, which mm. is very sad because you're right. Those are some fantastic games. And I think it, it has a lot to do with the licensing, obviously, with the songs right. individually, and I think that's right. why, like, for instance, why people can't do uh, you can't really find uh, what is it rock band Beatles, you know right. stuff like stuff like that. And that's that is devastating because you're right; those are some of the most classic games that well, I enjoy also, playing. Some of them have modes. I mean, just the music libraries would be great to have, obviously. Yes. But some of them have modes that I don't that I couldn't find in in four that I loved. Like I wanted him to just be able to just sit with the 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 drums and go off. And I remember there being a mode in one of them where you could just play the drums in a empty room and it would it would sort of teach you how to do yes. the drums, which I don't think four has. Maybe I'm wrong, but anyway, I think it might actually, I think it might have that mode. And I also love I the fact that you can do tutorial. Yeah. I just don't know if it has that, like sit and do flourishes and we'll make the sounds that of a, of a, of a drum set. Sure. Anyway, but rock band four, I've been playing a lot of it. Actually, it's pretty cool. Um, I've also been playing a lot of VR, uh, because there's a new VR headset that just came out. So let's get to that right now. So I may have mentioned on the show that I pre-ordered an Oculus Quest 2 and then I had second thoughts and I canceled my pre-order. Well, the day it came out, like two days before that, I'd like gotten a, a VO gig that paid me exactly the amount of money it would cost to get an Oculus Quest 2. And I just thought, that's a sign. 
I want it. <laughs> I'm going to get it. <laughs> so I used that money to buy myself an Oculus Quest 2 on launch day. Uh, and I felt like, hey, you know, I owe it to the audience here. It's it's not really even for me. It's because I owe it to the DLC audience. I care that much that DLC I need to. DLC feedback at gmail.com, subject line <laughs> debt. Um, <laughs> subject line, I'm sorry, don't DLC feedback at gmail.com, subject line, your partner. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honey, I'm in the other room right now, dot com. <laughs> um, so Oculus Quest 2, the new white colored, uh, new form factor, new controller form factor. Everything is changed. The screens that they're using are changed. Um, and I'm here to tell you, uh, it's, it's pretty great for $299 for the base version, which is the one I got. I mean, I, I can understand people wanting more memory on their, on their headset to add more games. I don't anticipate reaching the upper limit of that. So I just went for the 299 version. I think it's fine for everybody at that price point. It's pretty amazing. The amount of power you get, uh, and the, the complete experience you get. We talked a lot about this when the original, uh, quest came out and how it really breaks down that barrier of difficulty that, that, that obnoxious kind of, uh, um, impediment that you run into with VR, which is setting up, getting things to work, plugging things into all the different ports. With Quest, you just put it on. It leads you through a quick tutorial, and then you never have to worry about that again as long as you're playing in the same spot. But it can remember a number of different spots in your house if you want to play in a number of different spots. But once you draw the outline of your room, now every time I put on the headset, I don't even need to push a power button. I just put it on and it goes, oh, you put it on. I'm sure you want to play. And it's almost instantly in a menu. There's very, very little load time. It turns the controllers on by uh, automatically. It's just so simple. It, it just makes the entire experience frictionless and you're in this virtual environment. Uh, I have swapped back and forth between the Quest and the Quest 2 because I have both of them now. Uh, and I'm here to tell you that the, the upgrade is significant, but not dramatic. Uh, I think that if you have a quest, getting a quest two is not essential. It is not a massive uh, night and day difference. It, there is a difference. It is an improved experience. And if you are thinking about getting into VR, Oculus Quest 2 is a phenomenal way to do it. Uh, the untethered experience is the dream. It's that's what you want. You want to just put this headset on anywhere, play games, don't have to worry about cords. Don't have to worry about a PC. It handles all that. And it's it's seamless and beautiful and perfect. The, and yes, the screen is markedly better, right? There is much less I of that. I heard black levels were worse. I heard, I've heard that was the con of this. I think black that. levels are worse. I do think black levels are worse. Uh, going back and forth, I have noticed that. You don't have any of that screen dooring effect. Um, it re that is really, really eliminated. I mean, I I'm shocked how much better that is. Uh, it it feels like a um, a more solid image where you don't see those seams. You know, the uh -huh. screen dooring is where you actually see the pixels. Uh, you really don't see that anymore. It's still not a super crisp experience. Um, you know, we're still not at 4K in each eye kind of kind of situation, which. I, I hope we get to someday soon, but um, it's it does look 
I think looks very, very good. And the field of view is noticeably better, uh, which is a huge improvement, I think. But for me, the biggest upgrade to Oculus Quest 2 is the comfort. They really improved how it feels on your face. Um, much you more have f- fancy heads. Sorry, keep interrupting. Do, did you get the, isn't there like an elite? There is. I, also, or I something? did not. I, I kind of want to, but I don't think it's, I mean, I haven't tried it, so I don't know the difference. I did not get that. But I will say with the stock in the box head strap, the, the face mask itself is much more comfortable. And it's because there's, it's like a felt, not felt, it's more like fabric padding that it has instead of just kind of hard plastic on your face. Um, the, the, I don't think the Oculus Quest 1 was particularly uncomfortable. I mean, there are definitely, the, the first Vive was like actually uncomfortable. I spent so much money on like do-it-yourself <laughs> solutions, you know, buying welding mask mounts and like <laughs> modding the thing to try to make the vibe more comfortable back in the day. Um, I don't think the quest was ever uncomfortable, but you put on the quest two and you're like, Oh, it, it feels like your face is on a pillow. It's lovely. Um, and so I'm, I'm much happier with, with how it feels. Uh, and it's much lighter. I mean, I don't know, much lighter is probably overstating it, but it is significantly lighter. It's light enough or, or the difference is enough that I noticed it, right? It is lighter on the face. So the comfort, that's a big part of it. And I, I think kudos to them for improving that because I think that's a big deal. Um, and the, it, it does feel snappier. It does feel, you know, you can tell that there's a faster processor in it. It just, I don't think visually it is a massive upgrade, you know? And I think I'm, very privileged in that I also have an index. It's, you know, not even remotely comparable to the index, right? We have not achieved that in a $300 device. It would be nice, but, you know, maybe I'm not as wowed with it because I have the index and use the index quite frequently. And the index is, you know, the best VR visuals I've ever seen. So maybe I'm, you know, a little bit... um, jaded by that but i I think overall for 300 bucks it's pretty awesome now i also am super impressed with their sort of ease of use in the software side as well how easily it is to get into things how good the oculus link works now i think i talked about the oculus link way back when it first released i was super excited about it i bought the cord i tried it out and I was not able to get it to work consistently on my PC. I was very frustrated. That all has been ironed out in the interim. I haven't really been trying it because I don't have any need for that. I have a PC centric headset. I don't need to use link per se, but they've figured all that out. Now, literally you just plug it in to a USB C port uh, and the software goes, okay, figured it out. It even lets you test the cable. Now, I, I don't know if maybe that's not news to anybody. Maybe that's how it's been for a while, but I was so happy that you plug the cable and it's like, well, do you want us to test the cable and make sure you're not going to have any issues? And you press yes. And it goes, okay, cool. The cable is perfect. It'll work. That is awesome. And I was able to immediately and easily access all my rift library games on it. My steam library games on it very, very easily. So cool. Now, having said that, Christian, I know you've had some experience with Link on the first quest. Maybe you can jump in here as well. But I was 
pretty disappointed with how the link actually takes away a lot of the gains that they've made on the comfortability side. Because unlike the the index or even the Oculus Rift, which has cable management and focuses the cable to the back of your head and pushes it down, the the link cable literally just plugs into a port on the side of the front of the mask of the of the headset itself. So it literally is this big, thick cable pulling down on the front of the headset, adding weight, adding all back all that weight that they took away, and uh, adding this kind of droopy cord that is in a very inopportune place. It, it, it shouldn't, you don't want it to be there. Now, yeah, I kind of wrapped it around and tucked it underneath the back of my head strap and made it work, but it's not elegant and ultimately, it's not. It's great that you can play Quest games, excuse me, Rift games or or Steam VR games on this three hundred dollar device at all, powered by your PC. That's awesome. But I found the the sort of overall experience of plugging the headset into the computer to be uh, had too many downsides that I was sad to see, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gone back to it uh, tethered since um, Half-Life Alex. I will again when Star Wars uh, comes to, or EA comes to Game Pass. Uh, so I do want to play Star Wars Squadrons. But it is not an ideal way to do it. And they, people do make cables that kind of like are an L that come out and, you know, you can route it back a little easier. But I think what, for me, and maybe it's now different with the Quest 2 because they kind of advertise it more. But like when I bought my Quest, they were, First, Facebook was saying like, never, no way, it's impossible. And then it like happened. And so like, if you think of it as a nice bonus, that is pretty dang cool. And it's not the ideal way to play a tethered uh, VR headset, but it's pretty awesome. And you have this untethered headset that's pretty awesome. I think that's where, you know, as the value add, it's inclusive instead of subtractive. But yeah, if you have an index... Jeff, never plug yours in. <laughs> no, I, well, I do because uh, some of those Oculus exclusive games mm. are, you know, you have to try to do uh, revive, which I've done uh, to get Index to, to, you know, to Got play it. these yeah. Yeah. walled garden games, these games that are only in the Oculus store. Great, great games like, um, um, oh God, uh, um, Lone Echo. Lone Echo, right? Yeah, I was trying to think of. Um, somebody's wrath what is it because of an a uh uh, asgard's asgard's wrath thank you gosh darn yeah asgard's wrath and um uh the you know the insomniac games there there are games that oculus studios has has paid for and so they stay in the oculus um infrastructure in the store and you can't play them on non-oculus headsets unless you have revive and sometimes revive doesn't support all the games like you can't play Vader, vader immortal on revive for example um, so anyway, yeah, I, there are reasons why I would still I'm plug curious. it in. How many more of those games are going to be? Cause they sold a decent amount of rift S's and people still have rifts, but I wonder how now all they sell is the quest too. Um, I, I know that's, that's a big question for me, especially because lone echo two is coming out. Are yeah. they, 
are they gutting that game and turning it into a, just a a quest exclusive? Like I, I'm I'm worried that that game visually is not going to live up to its or predecessor. Maybe it will, it will be an Xbox Series style game, right? Like yeah. you playable on Quest, but Smart if you plug delivery. it in, it's better. Yeah. I hope so. I, I think that would be cool. I will say, you know, playing a lot of the games on Quest 2, I played The Climb, which is a great game. Everybody should play it. I'm super excited for The Climb 2, which was announced at the Oculus Connect. Um, and I happen to have The Climb as a Rift game and as a Quest game. I think it's a, actually a cross-buy. I think you buy it once, you get both. So I played it both as a native quest game and as a link cable game, loading it through the PC. And I thought there was going to be a massive difference. And I was shocked how good the native quest version compared. Like I, I was really impressed that it doesn't, it's not that different playing it through the PC. Now that may speak more to the fact that the PC version didn't really push hard, right? It's not, it doesn't look like half-life Alex, for example, still a great great game and looks beautiful but you know it's a game about climbing up mountains and you get to the top of the vista and you look around and it's gorgeous you know i was hoping that the the pc powered one was a huge step up and it, it really isn't um but maybe that speaks also to the power of the quest 2 now that's it's it's pretty impressive um but there's a you know there are a lot of of great great games on quest that are Native uh, people, I know there's been a lot of discussion in our Discord of a bunch of people getting on the VR bandwagon with this low price point uh, headset. Uh, I'll recommend a few. Uh, Pistol Whip, uh, Beat Saber, of course, Vader Immortal, The Climb. Um, I think uh, this game, Until You Fall, is one that people should not sleep on. It's awesome. Very, very cool, like medieval combat, uh, magic, and... um, it's basically a roguelike, a first-person roguelike. It's so excellent. It's on Moss. Quest, and it's great. But Moss, yes, do not forget Moss. Very good. Um, so, you know, there are tons of really great experiences. A Fisherman's Tale. Um, I'm, probably, I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch. but Walking Dead, uh, Saints and Sinners. <laughs> yeah, why don't you talk about that? I know you've been playing that a little bit. Yeah, so I've been waiting uh, on that to come to Quest, because partly because of my you know, experience with Alex and you're mentioning to, uh, how tethered it's, it's not the best experience for me. And my office, it doesn't give me the space I want. And they had announced that it was coming to quest. So I was like, well, I'll, I'm going to wait. It is out now walking dead saints and sinners tourist edition, I think is what they're calling it. And I guess it has like all of the other DLC or, or something that the other game has had. Um, and if you haven't read anything about this game, it is a, you know, a VR walking dead game, original story, um, taking place in and around new Orleans. And it's real good. Like it is a, I don't know how long I haven't finished it, but it is a meaty, big, um, you know, upgrading gear, uh, changing your loadout, uh, growing as a character, you know, the RPG terms get thrown around too much, but like, progression leveling gear unlockable uh, crafting um interesting story so far on the quest version i'm playing on a quest one it is not a graphical powerhouse like i'm not blown away by it but it works you know it, it does its job and i think the art style also is 
one that supports the game. I've only watched videos of, of what it otherwise looks like. And it's kind of like, or looks like on a more powerful uh, device. And, you know, I would say the art style is kind of this mix of telltales and something a little more realistic. So the characters have like a kind of cartoony aesthetic to them. Um, cartoony is not quite the right word because it's zombies and stuff like that, but it's not going for photorealism. And because it is zombies and they're coming for you, and oftentimes you can be surrounded by a large group of them, it still is scary in all the right ways. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything by playing it on Quest. I will say, and I don't know if I'm going to do this again, but one thing that the Quest does add is uh, the first time I played it, I played it in my backyard at night. And (laughs) my God. It was <laughs> so scary. That sounds absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I wanted yeah. some spookiness. I saw, I think it was on our subreddit, someone like hooked up their PSVR outside to play RE7. And I saw oh, like geez. the cables and stuff. No. And I was like, that sounds incredible, but no thank you. And then I was like, yeah. oh, with the Quest, it's just, I just walk outside. I, yeah. I walk outside and put this thing on. And like, my dog was out there with me and she's a good dog. But I was also like, <laughs> oh, this is a mistake steak but i kind of like it you know it's like <laughs> it's like that tickle that is a good tickle but it's also like stop tickling me but also like when you're a kid it's like tickle me you know like you tickle a little kid and they scream and then you stop and they're like tickle me <laughs> uh it, it really scratched a perfect you know getting into a spooky time here october to heighten my senses and um yeah it's, it's just the, the atmosphere that you're in too, which is great. Yes. The, the way of the weather and all that. Yeah, crazy. Yes. And it's, a, it's a really good game. It's easy to recommend. I don't think, um, you know, it, it's not transcendent. Like if you're not looking for a horror, it's not like put aside every, you know, even if you don't like horror, like this is, it's like, no, no, no. It's you're stabbing zombies in the head <laughs> and they're sneaking yeah. up on you and you're turning corners and you're opening doors and you have to open the door to engage and stuff like that. It's all those things. Um, but it does it well. And from the time I've played of it, I can easily recommend the quest version as well. I believe it was, you know, reviewed at like nines and tens when it was on, um, PSVR and PC VR before that. And it, it seems like this is, you know, the whole kit and caboodle coming over wirelessly as well. It's, uh, it's well done. As walking dead saints and sinners. Um, Mario, are you, uh, tempted by VR at all? Or are you, have you had any experience with it? Uh, honestly, yes. I, I, I had a PS VR for a little bit, um, when I had the chance, but I never had a PC that was powerful enough to do it. Um, when I, you know, when it came to these actual rips and, and then lives. Now I do, and I just can't for some reason hunger down to like pay for that extravagant, you know, finance to have a headset. I mean, I've, I've been totally obsessed with getting VR since actually you actually are the first person that introduced it to me many, many years ago on Totally Rat Show when you first, uh, displayed it on a PS3. Which blew yeah. my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a very weird piece of tech. That, yeah, there's sort of a precursor <laughs> to all right. this stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've absolutely been uh, enthralled with the idea of it, especially with Beat Saber. It just sounds like the perfect thing that has that mix of rock band, but also exercise that I yeah. would definitely want to get into. And I honestly have been staring at the Quest Two and the Quest Original um, ever since I saw Adam Boys playing it in the middle of like a, a gas station. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I've I've had this hankering. To to actually get you know to play these games but it just sucks that i just feel like in the way that we are and the, and the things that just the the expense the expense i just can't i can't pull yeah. over i, no, I hear you on that pc 
just so I can edit some, you know, silly videos. <laughs> but at the very right. least, you know, I'm excited for um, eventually when I get to a place where I'm like, yes, I'll have that. And then, you know, hopefully we'll get uh, like Oculus, like Rift, like the, the the real, like the one, the one that you have on your PC, the actual experience. I would love for that to be finally on the go. We're close. Not there. Yeah. I agree. And I, I'm very excited for a potential PSVR two if they, you know, really go in and make it an inside out tracking device and really up the resolution and take advantage of the power of the PS five. It'd be awesome to see what, what could be pushed potentially wirelessly even, uh, to a, um, to a headset like that. Um, it's interesting, Christian, I, I you and I've talked about this before. I just kind of wanted to say anecdotally, I think it's funny that well, not funny, but unfortunate that, uh, you know, I love Beat Saber. Love, love, love Beat Saber. I just think it's a bummer that Pistol Whip isn't in the same conversation because it deserves it. You know, it really, you and I have talked about this before. I think Pistol Whip and Beat Saber are just as good. At, you know, it, 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 if you like Beat Saber, you will love Pistol Whip. It's, it's so good. I agree. Pistol Whip is an incredible game. I think part of the reason why it's not in that same conversation, unfortunately, I think there are two things. One is Pistol Whip came out second. And it's right. like, if you like, what is it like? Well, it's kind of like Beat Saber, but it's like, yeah. that's how you're going to start. Kind of like Beat Saber meets Super Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And then two, guns. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. guns in terms of just violence and like you are shooting people. It's like, you know, they kind of shatter and uh, it's not photorealistic and stuff like that. But also I think the difference of, you know, my wife has played both and I think she gravitated more towards beat saber because um, pistol whip there's, I'm not good at that. It's like target practice. It feels like target practice. And I I can only speak for, you know, myself and my wife, but it's like, Beat Saber is yeah. like, oh, you're just swinging these things around and you're dancing. Oh, cool. Well, what Beat Saber is you shoot it's almost exaggerated drums. Drums. Yeah. You know, you have basically yeah. two big laser drum sticks in your hands. <laughs> and then the other difference is uh, Beat Saber has done a good job of licensed tracks. And so I yeah. think that keeps it. In. I, I love the music in um, Pistol Whip Pistol as Whip. well, but yeah. it's not as well known. It's not sure. um, the same tracks that are coming to Beat Saber. But yes, I agree with you um, subjectively. That so good. It deserves to be in that that same conversation because it's it's a badass simulator, and I in it a way really that pistol, in a way that sorry, Beat Saber is not. Beat Saber is incredible, but Pistol yeah. Whip is a badass simulator. Yeah, I mean, who yeah. knows? Maybe in a couple of years we'll rediscover it, like uh, Among Us, the fact that that came out in 2018 <laughs> and probably is a <laughs> yeah, game right? of the year contender in 2020. Yeah, right. Uh, the other two things I, want, I just really quickly want to say: if you if you just got a new headset and you are going to do Link Cable uh, on your on your Oculus Quest. There are two games that I think are in my top whatever of VR games that no one ever talks about or not enough people talk about in VR. One is Subnautica. You absolutely owe it to yourself. If you have the link cable and a PC that you can run it, play Subnautica in VR. It is sublime. It is incredible. You feel like you're uh, you know, in a scuba gear because you literally have a headset on your face like a scuba person would have. Uh, and it's, it's so immersive and amazing. And you play with a controller, you can play seated. It's really cool. Um, and the other is a game that I kick myself for not mentioning more often, because I think it is so awesome. Nobody gives it the time of day. It is a game called VR sports challenge, terrible title, a, a concept that seems cheesy and lame done so well. It is an Oculus exclusive in the Oculus store only VR sports challenge. 
It is awesome. Football, baseball, hockey, basketball, all in one game, done with VR minigames. Even describing it that way makes it kind of sound lame, but it is fantastic. Really, really better than it deserves to be. Uh, VR Sports Challenge is a great game that more people should play. All right. That's it for VR Talk, and that's it for this episode. Uh, We do have parting gifts coming up, so stick around for those. But Mario Rivera, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no, it's absolutely been a pleasure. Um, Been so excited to sit here and talk to both you and Christian. I've been listening for years, and to now be a guest, it's, like I said, dream come true, having the dream of the week. Can't hope it doesn't end. Well, we will make sure it won't. You'll you'll be back. We've had so much fun talking to you. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Uh, tell folks where they can keep up with you and the things that you do online. Uh, yes. So if you want to connect with me, I am at that Mario Rivera on Twitter. That's primarily where you'll get most of my conversation where, where I'm talking and interacting with people. But if you want to see my work, by all means, youtube.com slash DualShockers, where you'll see both uh, editorials, reviews, some gameplay stuff, some discussions similar into a podcast setting where we're just discussing all the latest and greatest in gaming uh obviously i now have been doing a lot more twitch streams so if you are interested in me and interested in talking you're talking to me more in the chat room by all means i'm at uh, twitch.tv slash that mario rivera and lastly uh, i'm working with my friend mc fixer on his youtube channel mc fixer uh to uh to do gameplay some let's plays and i'm adding some spice uh tim playing uh, crash bandicoot so to add uh, to make fun of him in his own episode it's just great. So I uh, <laughs> just wanted to put that out there that I'll be doing that as well. Fantastic. Wonderful. Christian Spicer, what about you? What do you got going on this week? Oh, just loving baseball. Whew, I didn't think I was going to love baseball for a little bit, but it turns out I love baseball. Uh, Whoa, is that, a, is that a live sports update I'm hearing? I mean, we're a little late. I didn't want to interrupt Mario in his, uh, in his parting gift. Uh, I mean, in his plugs, but uh, well, we, yeah. They were behind when we uh, started recording, so I'm glad to hear. Is the game over? It is over. It is over. Wow. Four, three. The Dodgers are going to that, that World Series, huh? Mookie Betts robbed a home run early. Uh, we had a, I think it was two solo home runs. To uh, It's real, real good. Real Should good. I just had the courage to start the show with the going to the World Series. I would have looked like a, <laughs> a prognosticator. <laughs> yeah, and jinxed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to like baseball this week. The World Series starts on Tuesday, I believe. The Rays versus the Dodgers. And otherwise, Twitter's the best way to keep in touch at Spicer, S-P-I-C-E-R. And I will be encouraging you to vote. Go vote. If you haven't, go to vote.org and, you know, find out where and how you can and what you need to do and if it's, you know, all that good stuff. And uh, take the time, research down ballot, do the work, read about the propositions and the local officials running in your area and vote. Be a voter. I second that. Yes, a third it over here. And, it, you know, you say do the work, but it doesn't actually have to feel like work. I found some fun uh, voter information uh, YouTubes on online uh, where people were breaking down the propositions in my state in a humorous and informative way. It really, you know, there's so many resources out there. It doesn't have to feel dry. It doesn't have to feel like work. It really, you can feel engaged and responsible and civic minded and feel good about yourself because you're participating, your voice is being heard. Voting is really so important and it feels good. I promise it will feel good when you do it. Um, all right. No on 22 in California. What?
What? That's right. And don't write Kanye's name in the ballot. That's not cool. Don't do that. <laughs> yes, please. Don't, don't write anybody's no, no name Harambe. in the ballot. We're not doing this again. No. Um, uh, let me tell you about some of the stuff that I'm doing. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Kanata, which is spelled with two N's and one T. I have a whole bunch of other shows for you to check out. If you like movies and TV shows, I have a movie and TV show review show called the Slash Filmcast. <laughs> In fact, we just launched a Patreon for Slash Filmcast. So check that out. We got some new bonus content. We're doing um, uh, extra After Dark episodes now for Patreon subscribers. But they'll be free until the end of the year, I think. And I think we're going free until the end of this year. Uh, for everybody as a thank you for the many years that we've been doing the show already. Um, so you should check that out uh, over uh, at slash filmcast.com. I think our Patreon is patreon.com slash the film podcast or film podcast, film podcast, I think is what it is. Um, and we're, I have uh, another show, a science comedy show called We Have Concerns that I do with Anthony Carboni. Uh, lots of fun there. You can check that out at wehaveconcerns.com. You can learn some science and laugh along the way with us. Um, I'm doing a brand new streaming show uh, that is completely controlled by viewers. It's called The Fan Controlled Show, or it's called The Show Formerly Known as The Fan Controlled Show, because every week the, sh- the title of the show changes as voted on by viewers. We're talking about the Fan Controlled Football League, which will start in February, but we're running up the entire way to February talking about all the players, all the teams, Greg Miller and kind of funny, who's gotten a lot of mentions on this episode. Uh, He has, uh, they have a team. They have a team in this, in this uh, football league, which is actual human beings playing football. This is elite athletes, real elite athletes playing football, but everything they do is controlled by the, by the viewers. It's almost like playing Madden for real. Uh, you call the plays, you decide the logos and the jerseys and the team names. Everything is controlled by the fans. And we're talking about it on the show on Thursdays at 3 p.m. on Twitch, twitch.tv slash FCF for fan-controlled football. And uh, I also do the the Dungeon Run. I'm very proud of the Dungeon Run. We did something b- crazy last week. We broke the show in half uh, you have to see it to believe it. I don't know why I did it to myself. I made it exponentially more difficult, but I'm very proud of it. I think it's really dramatic and wild and interesting. Check out the Dungeon Run for high fantasy storytelling. You can find it on YouTube by searching for the Dungeon Run. You can find it as an audio podcast by searching for the Dungeon Run there, anywhere you get podcasts. Or you can watch live on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific at caffeine.tv slash the Dungeon Run. All right. Does a lot of stuff. But now we're gonna wrap the show up now with our parting gifts. Hey, give us a suggestion of what to do this week. Give us a parting gift. This is parting gift. Mario, do you have a suggestion to help people get through their week? Yeah, and I'm currently debating on which way I'm gonna go, but I think I'm just gonna stay on brand. I think I'm I'm gonna do it. Do both. Do both. Who cares? Do both. Okay. All right, listen. If you're in the spooky season, just watch uh Blind Manor. Fantastic show, fantastic first season, amazing second season. Please enjoy. Mike Flanagan is a genius. Please enjoy that show. Blind Manor, where's where is that uh, available? That it will be available, of course, on at Netflix, which is out All now. Right. Go enjoy it. Cool. Go enjoy it. Uh my other parting gift, if you have access to, I think I also on Netflix. Uh, my favorite show of all time, uh, which is Twin Peaks. In these trying times when it comes to uh, mental states and people's feelings, sometimes a good 
damn fine coffee and a slice of cherry pie <laughs> is all that you need to get through the day. Uh, I'm primarily going to recommend season one and two because the movie and season three are the heaviest out of the stuff. But primarily, yeah, if you just love kooky characters or if you're a Persona Persona fan, it's heavily inspired. If you like Kojima, he's very heavily inspired by David Lynch. Uh, if you would just want to have a good time with Dale Cooper, who is just a detective trying to solve a murder mystery in a small town uh, of 51, a population of 51,000, even though it's a very small, I don't know how that's a small town. Uh, <laughs> but primarily, if you just want to see some goofy fun time with eccentric characters, uh, lovable uh, protagonists and antagonists, I, I, I recommend this full heartily, especially if you are uh, a fan of the absurd, but also in the fact that, yes, I think that it is some of the most positive sh- things you can watch when it comes to Dale Cooper as being just a life affirming character in terms of his love for the Dalai Lama <laughs> and just in terms of his positivity. I'm, t- I'm recommending basically on the pre- positivity as much as a downer. Some of that show can also be, but I, I recommend t- the original uh, 1989 Twin Peaks season one and two. Very cool. So that's Twin Peaks and Bly Manor, both of those available on Netflix. Yes. Christian Spicer, got a parting gift. As I mentioned, it is spooky season. Um, and a band we've never talked about on this show before. Never? Uh, I, I feel like we have. Never? Uh, no. Um, uh, nope. I'm going to mention <laughs> them for the first time right now. Okay. All right. There's this band that I uh, just discovered. I'm actually a, a member of the band um, called The Midnight. That is, mm. I'm actually all members of the band. It's my band. Um, if you say it enough, it becomes <laughs> true. Um, the midnight, uh, released a new EP called horror show. And in my opinion, some of those other songs have these wonderful undercurrents and, uh, sounds that kind of feel like they could be October, perfect October songs. Um, well now they went and just did a whole EP of it and it is incredible. It is free if you have uh, Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Music Prime. I think there's a paid Amazon Music too that's called something similar. But if you have Prime, you have this one. Um, So you can stream the album for free that way. And um, they also have some really cool merch on their website if you are a vinyl person where you can – and like they also have a cassette. But the I think it's like the Smoked Ghost vinyl. And then you get a digital download as well. Um, Looks like a really nice uh, vinyl if you want to go that route. But it is The Midnight, their new EP horror show. And they just continue to hit it out of the park, in my opinion, this band, The Midnight, that I am in. <laughs> yeah, your band is one of my favorite bands. It's certainly one of my four-year-old's favorite bands. Uh, well, he loves The Midnight. Tell him uh, he's welcome. It's uh, yeah. a lot of work, yeah. but it's worth it. <laughs> I, I'm i going to say something that I might regret, but I think Monsters has become my favorite of their albums. Monsters I think is it's, very good. Monsters is so good. It's their newest album. And, you know, well, when you fall in love with a band. Length. It's their newest full length. Yeah, you're right. Their most recent full length album. But uh, when you fall in love with a band and you fall in love with one of their, you know, early albums, it's really ever hard for you ever to think one of their, or at least for me, it's always hard for me to ever think one of the later albums eclipsed oh, yeah. that first love album. I think I've gotten to that point where I think Monsters is their best album. It is so good. So anyway. but Last, yeah, train, it, last train, I think, is up there uh, they have so many good jason i mean all their songs are great but the horror show horror show is their new ep free if you have amazon prime uh to listen to check it out excited to yeah 
Um, I have a, uh, a wonderful suggestion for folks that have HBO Max. You may not be aware of this. I was, and I had to be informed by a friend. And I'm so glad he mentioned it to me. Uh, there is a what they're calling a staged reading of The West Wing available on HBO Max. Basically a reunion. How many years later? 20 years later? It's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a lot a while. of years later. Rob Lowe, it looks like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Rob later. Lowe, is, they got it out of a time machine. But um, The West Wing is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It is, I think, a work of pure genius. I mean, I'm a huge Aaron Sorkin fan. His new movie is great as well. Uh, we'll be talking about that on a Slash Filmcast this week. But West Wing, I almost never got through an episode of The West Wing without crying because it just it's just so inspiring and beautiful it's smart people being smart it's people doing the right thing it's heroism it's learning from mistakes it's all of these ideals of the human spirit that i ha- uh, hold so high in in value on display and it beautifully expressed and and written in in such a stirring way show hasn't been on in a long time but they reunited the cast uh during covid and brought them together specifically to inspire people to vote. And so this is an hour-plus episode of the show, recreated as a stage play. They went to the Orpheum Theater here in Los Angeles with the original cast and filmed them doing it as a stage play. Uh, Very well produced. I mean, it is not... They call it a staged reading. It is not a staged reading. It is a full production with props and costuming and everyone's off-book, memorized. It's amazing. Uh... I love the show seeing it in this way was very inspiring to me, but also the interstitials anywhere that a normal uh, TV ad break would be because this was made for network television and had ad breaks on it anywhere an ad break would be. They have members of the cast explaining reasons to vote, dispelling myths about voting, talking about some BS that you may have heard about how voting might be you know, compromised this year. Uh, and it, it, all of those are essential, essential viewing. It, it, it will inspire you to vote. It will make you realize how important voting is. And it will dispel all these myths that somehow have cropped up in our disinformation age uh, in, in such an eloquent and on point way. I cannot recommend this higher. Uh, please, please, please. If you have HBO max, carve out an hour and watch the West wing special that they have airing there now. All right. One last uh, parting gift. This comes from a viewer. It was sent to us or listener. I should say nothing to view <laughs> listener uh, at uh, DLC feedback at gmail.com where you can send emails, any comments you have or questions and parting gifts. If you'd like your parting gift on the show, please send it to DLC feedback at gmail.com. This one comes from Dawn. Dawn uh, says long time listener, first time emailer. I very much appreciate DLC. It's a weekly listening priority for me. Here's my recommendation for a parting gift. Thinking you and your audience would appreciate it. Hades game original soundtrack composed by uh, Darny Korb. I'm sure I'm messing that up. Uh, Available on Spotify, Steam, and I'm sure other places. The game is amazing and is no small part due to its soundtrack. It is one part electric balalaika balalaika one part tool maybe some trent Reznor. some portions are good for background focus music other tracks will pump you up 
for your high intensity workout. I love it when you can experience the world of a game outside the actual game. Game soundtracks are a music genre I've been exploring a lot lately. When well done, they just enhance the experience without you noticing. Many are ideally uh, situated for listening to when focusing on a task. Thanks for the show. It's obvious that you both can care greatly to produce a high quality podcast. Thank you, Don. Uh, I know, Christian, I know you're a huge fan of game soundtracks. Uh, I don't think you've played Hades, but um, maybe this would be one to, to check out. It, it, it is an awesome soundtrack, having been addicted to the game myself. I can, I can report that. Very cool soundtrack. Yeah, I'm excited to play the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. think you'll like it. I think you'll yeah. love it, in fact. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's so yeah. good. All right, thank you again. Thank you again, Don. If you want to be like Don and have your parting gift on the show, dlcfeedback at gmail.com. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Mario Rivera and Christian Spicer for joining me. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L., Sean Madigan, and Zero Star uh, for those cool bumpers. Thank you to our live audience listening in chat and participating in the show in real time. Thank you for being here. And thank you to all of you who download the show. We appreciate you and we'll be back next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.